Do you want a real, honest, and flexible career that you can do from home? This is not another direct sales gig or one of those fake get-rich-quick schemes, but a real, professional, and flexible way to earn a legitimate five- to six-figure income around your lifestyle. What I'm talking about here is bookkeeping. And yes, you heard that right, bookkeeping. This position has been around for over a century and has been an upstanding and honest career path within the financial industry. A bookkeeper is the backbone to any business in the right hand to a CPA or EA. Traditionally, this position has been in an office setting or placed within an accounting firm. But with today's technology and cloud-based programs, bookkeeping is now available and trusted to be done anywhere. This is why I've released my Home Bookkeeper Masterclass. This class gives you all the knowledge and insight on how to launch your very own home bookkeeping business and goes along with the number one accounting program in the nation. You'll also receive a business resource guide on my favorite bookkeeping aids and how to use them and a pro advisor study guide to help you pass the free, yes I said free, online certification with the same accounting program that I use at my bookkeeping firm, EDJ Consulting. Head over to the resources page at emmadon.com to enroll in the Home Bookkeeper Masterclass today. Hey, Wine Moms, and thank you for listening to this MW Network and Emmadon production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, themommywines.com, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. For exclusive content and early access, make sure to tune in on Patreon. So one of the reasons I was so interested in hearing more about your journey was that it's something that I was able to relate to, even though we're two totally different people in totally different places in the world. Um, I just found it very um, just relatable. You know, I've been really hard on mm-hmm. myself. I've been, you know, unhappy in, you know, the corporate mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've picked up and and moved away multiple mm-hmm. times. And it just seemed very um, kind of like a little bit like I was looking mm-hmm. into a mirror or I was like, well, you know, I might not find somebody in my small town in Ohio or where I'm currently at, which is like the conservative, most conservative place in the world, which is Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, How I ended up here, I have no idea. Um, But I'm like, wow, like there's somebody else out there who's going through similar things, who's thinking similar things, who's feeling similar things. And throughout your story you've kind of come out on the other side so how did you kind of you know overcome all of that the craziness and the self-criticism and you know kind of go more internal yeah it's a great question just something that I want to say before I answer that is that you know I don't think that like it's so beautiful to hear that me sharing my story very openly, right? Like I'll tell everybody all the things that happened because it's the truth about my life. Um, And I love that that connected with you. And one of the things that I'm really passionate about and committed to is, 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 is talking honestly, because I'm not the first person to go through this shit. 
I'm just not, you know, and yeah. clearly I'm not, <laughs> you know, you're telling me that you've experienced the same stuff and yes, it's a different version and it's a different, the, the cover of the book is different, but the chapters are the same, you know, like, and I think that what I'm yeah. talking about and what I'm sharing in my life is pretty representative of some of the modern day challenges that women face, you know, like I think Julia Roberts is well, Elizabeth Gilbert with Julia Roberts, Eat, Pray, Love, you know, that, that was such a prolific movie because it was so representative and it, and it created a movement. There was like an eat, pray, love movement of women that just like ditched their husbands and like went off to Bali to find themselves. Like it really did <laughs> because what she, what she was talking about was resonated with so many people. And I think that's why my story is resonating because there's a lot of women around my age, younger, older, like I, I'm, I'm 31 now um, who, you know, there's like the rise of this quarter life crisis where we've been sold this dream <laughs> and it's shit. It's not fun. Like no one's having a good time. Like I, I just, <laughs> nobody like when we're supposed <laughs> to be like, Oh, I love my life. It's like, no, we don't. And, and it's okay to not love it. Like just because you've got a husband and kids and you've been blessed with a beautiful house and you have your health doesn't mean doesn't mean that you that you need to be content with that either like i think we have this you know oh but i have so many great things it's like yeah but are you happy is there more it's okay if there's more it's not that you shouldn't be grateful for what you do have and the things that you have created in your life but like you know if you if you if you you know this is the one go round on this in the, on this ride it's the, we don't know what the hell happens at the end but we we know in this consciousness in this mind we've got one go round and like my philosophy has become leave no stone unturned because really what have you got to lose like nothing and i see so many people living and I, I myself was the same included living in fear because like and it's not even a real fear like the, the fear that we're the fear that we have is like the fear of rejection the fear of ostracization by our our society and it is those societal norms that have kept us stuck and I know myself I found myself so so stuck comparing myself to others and and it is I hate to say it but it is the perpetual marketing machine that has created the 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 profile that we're supposed to fit you know it created and 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 brands and 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 the, the society in general has created these identities that we are supposed to try and fit into and my problem has always been that not, I, I tried everything on and nothing fit N nothing fit the way that I you know I, I put it on I'd try it for a bit and I'd be like Oh, I just, I don't feel that sense of joy or connection. And, 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 and um, I guess my point is that I think a lot of us are just going through the motions. Hey, wine moms, let's shed those pesky COVID-19 pounds together and let's get active again. Summer is just around the corner and the weather is heating up. There's no better place to be for you or your health than outside in the sun and fresh air. So let's tackle the trails in a pair of Zaya Active joggers or shorts. Let's lounge by the pool in the new mix and match swimwear or hit the gym in a sweat wicking compression fast drying pair of no fuss light and tights. Whatever your activity may be, let's do it with Zaya Active. You can do so by visiting myzaya.com backslash emadon. That's myzaya.com backslash 
Emma Don. And our parents did that and they, you know, on paper they wanted life and they told us that that's what we were supposed to do too and we're doing it and we're not we're not having a good time and all of these these things are coming up that are that are symptoms of that you know mental health the mental health crisis that we are experiencing you know <laughs> what the hell are we going to do when we have all of these unskilled workers and ai you know like we're creating a ticking time bomb for ourselves um, and I think that the generation that I'm in has gone through this process. And I feel like we're going to be one of the last crisis generations because like the, the path that's being laid out, especially now with everything that's going on, the path that's being laid out now is so radically different to the one that we, that we grew up with, you know, like we, we grew up with like a get a job, get married, have a baby. And it's like, I think, I think that that is starting to dwindle in terms of in terms of its appeal. You know, like the the rise of the psychedelic renaissance with with plant medicine being a you know a, something that's being researched as an alternative to antidepressants is happening because we've reached a point where we, are, we it's very clear that the system relying on antidepressants is broken. You know, with the number of suicides and the side effects and the and the and the rise in in the problem. It's like the the issue gets high enough and yeah. eventually we come up with a, a better solution and I feel like that might be starting to happen a bit more but but there's still you know I'm part of lots of women's movements and I contribute where I can and there's still so much pressure and I've seen it and I've seen people around me get married and have babies with men that they do not feel seen or supported by because they don't know what the hell else to do with their life you know they're like I just feel like I want to have a baby because I know that that's probably going to make me happy. And it will in so many ways, but it's not feel the whole yeah. that you feel inside, you know? And like, I, I nearly did that. I nearly just did the life thing. I nearly married a guy that I, you know, didn't really want to marry. And I nearly went and had a family with him because like society had prescribed that option for me. And it's like this whole idea of like, where you don't plant seeds, weeds will grow. And it's like, we, I don't think we're encouraged. And, and, and I don't think creativity is fostered in us at an early enough age where we feel capable of designing our life. You know, like really when, when I went through this breakdown, and, and the reason I've created the life that I have is I, I gave myself the blank canvas that I wish that we would give our children. You know, this idea of like, there are no expectations, honey. <laughs> there is no right or wrong way to do this. What feels good? You know, genuinely, like in a, on a moment to moment basis, how are you doing? You know, like I, I went on this exploration and, and this is, I guess, to answer your question now, like, how did I overcome this one step at a time and through, through complete honesty with myself? You know, I took a long, hard look at the things that I didn't like and I went, okay, where could these be coming from? And one of them was my relationship with men and the way that I showed up in, in relationships. I dated a bit since my, maybe my ex and I just, that was not a good time. I was extremely obsessive. I had to like, I had to take off the red receipts on WhatsApp because I was turning into a crazy person, you know, like I, and I found myself very manipulative and very shadow parts of me showing up that I just felt so ashamed of. And I was like, okay, like, let's just release judgment from that for a second, but let's just look at it. And we're like, okay, this is something that we don't love. So let's, let's put that on the table to, to, to change it. 
I was like, okay, my profession, my career, why, why do I not like this? You know? And I put that on the table to have a, a look at, and I tried to not judge any of it because I honestly, with, with the emotional state that I was in, I wasn't capable of doing that. I was so, I hated myself so much by this point that there was not really much I had left in the way of emotion. And I think sometimes with depression, you're kind of a bit numb, right? You know, and, and that's, that's where I was at is the, those couple of weeks that I spent in that hole. I was just like, I was crying and I was very upset, but I kind of, I was so desperate for change that all I had was like to be optimistic about the future. I was like, I don't know what this new life is going to look like, but I'm going to try. And so the exploration that I went on was, you know, okay, what, what makes me happy on a day-to-day basis? Like, and I went and spent some time one afternoon with a, with a, a client of mine, who's also a coach and she helps people uncover, you know, what, what their like passions are and, and what their gifts are and what they love doing. And she was like, you know, what do you like doing Ella? What did you enjoy when you were a kid? And I was like, this is a stupid question. <laughs> I love, and at this point I was, I mean, it was, it, everything was, I was like, I love dancing and I love watching the sunset and I like coconuts and I love connecting with people. I love telling stories and um, I love music, you know, and, and it was just such basic stuff. And I thought about my childhood and, and, you know, shared some of those things with her. And I was like, yeah, but like, that's great, Janet, but I can't design a career or a life out of those things. And she was like, that's not the point. Like the point here is that you're finding anchors in your life that you can go to, to feel that sense of joy and fulfillment that you're looking for. Right. It's like, and I, I, I understood that I was like, okay, it needs to be just to be about truthfulness. And really, I think one of the things that keeps us so miserable is that we can't sit in the present moment. We're always planning tomorrow and we're ruminating and we're ruminating on the past. And so it doesn't give us that sense of gratitude and joy in the moment that we're looking for. And, and so much of this is not our fault. Like we are literally like biologically wired to be on the constant lookout for threat. Like our physical bodies have not evolved quick enough to keep up with the change of environment that we have created. I don't know if you've ever read Sapiens. Have you ever read that? It's an incredible book. No, it's I like a, the documentation of the evolution of, of man and, and, you know, and women. <laughs> and, and, it, and, it, and it talks about that that change and how like evolution takes millions of years, right? And we physically have not evolved um, in our brains to, to, to adapt to this change of environment. So we are responding to threats in our environment as if they're life or death in like, because they used to be instead of the, what they really are, which are perceived threats. So few of us are experienced like when we experience fear and that sense of like, Oh shit. Or like, Oh my God, something bad's going to happen. Like 99% of the time, it's not going to threaten our life, but we respond to it physically in the same, the same way. And it keeps us out of the present moment. It keeps us out of, and, and also the other thing is like, we're carrying around all this bloody trauma from when we were children and we're not processing it and we're not, we're not talking about it. We're not releasing all of the, the energetic side of that. And that was a huge process for me. Like, I have had, my dad left my mom when she was three months pregnant and I have spent most of my childhood um, trying to please um, 
people in my life in order to get the approval and the the, the, the nod of, of self-worth that I was looking for from my dad my whole life. And I, uh, I also experienced some uh, sexual trauma when I was 17. I was, um, I was beaten up and raped by my then boyfriend um, for a year. And I, I never dealt with that. You know, I just kind of like did what the rest of society did. I was like, oh, we won't talk about that because that's quite taboo. Um, we'll just sweep that under the rug and we'll move on. You're a tough cookie. You'll be okay. Um, you know, ne ne never really processed that. And, and so like all these things. And then there's like the embarrassing thing that happened at school, you know, that time that formed my belief about this or like that, that nasty thing that that voice said to me one time, which has stopped me from wearing, you know, that type of clothing forever. You know, there's like all these formative things that happen when we grow up and we don't process them and acknowledge them for what they are. Cause we're just like, society's like, get on with it and do the thing. Um, and I had to stop to process those things. And I took a, a hard look at all areas of my life and where, where do these things come from and how can I, um, how can I move away from them? It, at the same time, thinking about what can I do right now that will help to bring back that sense of joy. And I went on a retreat and on that retreat, I did a lot of breath work, a lot of yoga, a lot of fitness. Fitness is brilliant for me for meditation. Um, I did dance, I danced a lot. I played with fire. I played musical instruments and I got lost in this weird hippie spiritual world. And I tapped into an entirely different side of myself. A lot of it was this kind of lost woman that, you know, I, I'd, I'd gone through puberty and I had, you know, gotten my period and I grew breasts and I became, you know, sexually active but I don't think I'd ever really claimed my feminine sexuality. I don't think I'd ever really owned what it meant to be a woman. And that had kept me from myself, you know, like my, my experience of life had been that, you know, and, and, and everything I say here, none of this is criticism towards my mom because she's done the best job that she can and she's my hero. And I, I couldn't imagine life without her. She, she, you know, raised me rightfully so to believe that I couldn't trust men and that, um, you know, I needed to look out for myself uh, because her world had been destroyed by the men in her life. So, of, of course, that made total sense. And so I, you know, was raised believing that I needed to um, keep like put a, a big gap and a big shield up between me and the rest of the world and put on this this hard ass mask uh to show the world that i i was fine and honestly to protect myself it was genuinely a protection mechanism was like just push forward push people away break things before they break you you know and kind of continue this this perpetual loop and and what had happened is i'd become this like i I'd, I'd become like a man you know i was walking around like bossing people around like no you can't do that i was like taking total control of my relationship um i i didn't know like I really thought that that being feminine and and being a woman made me weak, and I did everything that I could to disown myself from that identity. I was like, I'm not going to be a stay at home mom that like needs some some man to take care of her. Like genuinely, that was like my my view on things. And I thought that by expressing myself from a feminine perspective, that yeah, that would make me weak. And on this retreat, that process that I went through was really about embracing that side of me, and I acknowledged that there was all of this power that came from me claiming that, you know, that feminine sexuality in me, you know, that was a huge process for me that, that really, that almost like liberated me almost instantaneously. Like before that retreat, I was afraid to dance in public without a glass of wine. After that retreat, 
I was like, I was literally the crazy hippie with the fire point. You know, like I had gone through this entire <laughs> transformation and I, the only guiding star for me was like, does this feel good? And it like when someone, someone put a space drum in front of me on the last night and there was fire and everything. And I looked at this drum and I felt that same fear, that fear of rejection, fear of being laughed at, you know, of like, I don't know how to play this thing. So you all have heard me talk about real good foods before. If you follow me on Instagram and if you don't, you definitely should. Y'all have seen Milo devouring the Real Good Foods pizza. Well, my favorite frozen food company is now launching ice cream. Real, real good ice cream. No icy or chalky texture like other light ice creams. It's made with fresh milk and cream, giving it that smooth, creamy goodness we all love. On a sweet note, there's only 4 grams of sugar. The new Real Good ice creams are sweetened with alios, a naturally occurring sweetener found in things like figs and dates. This rare sugar has one-tenth of the calories of typical cane sugars, leaving this guilt-free frozen treat with a low 180 calories per serving. You can find this Real Good ice cream online at Real Good Foods and Vitamin Shop. You know, like, what will they think? <gasps> I will be rejected from the tribe. Like, you know, those feelings. And then I, and then I, I, you know, called on my learnings from the weekend. I was like, play the goddamn drum. <laughs> like, this could be fun. And then I, I forgot about everybody else. And I started playing the drum and I was listening to the music and I closed my eyes and I, you know, just felt into to the sound. And I, I, I can play musical instruments. I'm a very musical person. So it came out, you know, beautifully. And I was like, just overwhelmed with this sense of what have I been missing, you know, by like being so afraid to express myself. I've been missing out on these moments with myself, you know, like screw everyone else. I'm not playing for anyone else. I'm playing for myself and to, to be with myself in this moment. Um, and, and that was such a representation of what's kind of, what's kind of happened afterwards. And, and I have to say, like, you know, if I think about what, how did I overcome this? It was really hard. Like no, no one, I, no one has pre prescribed a book, you know, for like dealing with the things. And I think that Tony Robbins did a huge, has done a huge service to this space. You know, he really helps you to deal with your shit and then create a plan to move forward. But there is no one size fits all approach to reinventing yourself, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. Some people don't want to reinvent all of themselves. Some people just want to, you know, find areas to have sort of a, a, a breakthrough with. And I was so fortunate that I had these people around me who cared so much about me. And because of the, the warm, you know, personality that I have, and my ability to be so vulnerable, I think that I think that that helped me a lot. You know, I think that the, a lot of people stay stuck because they don't know how to ask for help. And I I had no choice but to. I mean, I was a mess. Like there's two weeks of depression. My housemates were like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And I would be like crying all day, having panic attacks, being like, "No, I'm not." You know, and and they they were like, can we help you? And I was like, well, I don't really know how, but sure. Like, and they did, they helped me so much. And I shared, you know, Janet helped me with some stuff and so many other people in my life. And I hired people, I hired coaches and mentors and I, I went on more retreats and I, I just sought learning and I honestly just sought mirrors. I looked for 
mirrors that would call me on my shit because I'm such a good storyteller that I'd gotten so good at telling myself stories about how I was feeling, about my life, all of the things. And I just needed people around me that would reflect back to me the truth and allow me to make decisions based on that. And, and it's not been easy and I'm definitely still learning. You know, every day I'm managing a new criticism of myself or something, but my ability to be present in the moment and be so grateful for what what is happening in my life and, and the trajectory that I'm on um, is is beyond my wildest dreams. And I think it's a constant balance because, like I said before, like I think it's really good to not settle for a life that feels less than what you deserve. But I also think that there's a balance between constantly, you know, chasing the like looking for the next golden apple and being content with what you've got. I do think it's a balance. And I think especially as women, we go through cycles monthly. And I don't think that that is, um, I don't think that that's to be ignored. Uh, You know, I'm probably coming across as extremely bizarrely witchy. And I have acknowledged that as a woman, my, my connection to nature, to, whatever the hell else is going on that we don't see is very strong. And I know just from my own personal experience that the more that I tap into that space, you know, the more I allow myself to be in my body and out of my mind, the more wisdom and guidance seems to come through me. The, you know, the less effort I need to seem to put in. I can just close my eyes when someone asks me a difficult question and my body will answer it for me. You know, I'm like, do I need to do the thing? And I'll just be quiet breathe a little bit and just listen and my body's like no (laughs) that's a no that's a no (laughs) oh my gosh please teach me that okay so like i'd love to share something on this because i i built a, a little brand last year called the alchemy of she and it was really i was running these women's circles and really helping to to share um space that i wanted to create for myself with other women and my my philosophy around that is that everyone is made of magic, right? Like I believe that you don't need to be told what to do to make these changes in your life that you're looking to do. Everything that you need to know actually lies within you. And what we need to do is quieten the noise that your body is dealing with um, in order to allow the sound of your own drumbeat to come through. You know, my my housemate, who's now my business partner, back in the day, two years ago, said to me when I was sitting on the, by the pool, whinging about some guy, this is pre, pre breakdown. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I just don't understand. Like what's going on? Like why he doesn't like me? Like nah, 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 all of the things. And he was like, you know, Ella, there's nothing sexier than a woman that marches to the beat of her own drum. And then like got up and left. And I felt like I had been kicked in the stomach. Like I felt physically winded and I was like, Holy shit. I don't have a drum beat. I have no idea what my drumbeat is. Like, I'm just running around like, oh, this is a good drumbeat over here. Yeah, I'll dance to this. This is someone else's. Oh, over there. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I had no internal compass that was guiding me in my direction that made me choose myself first. And so I was felt so pulled in other people's directions. And I think that it starts with a commitment. Like, first of all, it starts with acknowledging that you have that drumbeat. And, and, and taking the leap of faith that you need to know that you are capable 
of making good decisions. You know, even that identity that you've attached to of like, I can't make decisions or I'm indecisive. I used to, I used to feel that way too, but, but actually you are, it's just a choice that you've made to commit to that way of being like, you know exactly what you need to do. You always do. I, I've never come back empty handed from a conversation with someone where I've been like, just humor me for a little minute. Like close your eyes, take a deep breath and ask yourself the question, what do you need to do? And everybody's like, oh yeah, no, I need to do that. It's like, aha, uh -huh, see, <laughs> you do know. You can do it. And it's, it, it is you easy, can but it's also this. not easy. Like we spend our lives um, dealing with input instead of creating space for reflection. You know, we're like, we're looking for the next dopamine hit on social media. We've got children like, you know, clambering at our feet. We've got deadlines at work. We've got the neighbors that we need to keep up with. We've got, you know, this that we need to organize. And then it's like, oh, and all, and all of this, I'm getting fat. You know, I need to like, plan the thing. And it's like, we, we've got so many things <laughs> yeah. that we need to achieve that we don't. And, and then we're eating bad food. We're drinking a lot. We're like, we're not exercising enough. We're not doing the weird witchy things that we need to be doing as women. We're not in tune with our cycles. We're taking all these freaking hormones all the time. It's like all these, these physical ailments that we then take medication for. And then if you think about the fact of how many people, like I think one in three Americans are now on prescription medication. Like if you think about... Uh, I would say if, if that's the case, that's even, that's even scarier. That. But if you think about that alone, the fact that we're taking uh, supplements and medication and, and, and chemicals that will alter our brain chemistry, all of those things combined, it doesn't give us a really good shot. You know, if you think about being able to tap into that wisdom that you have internally, we're not really setting ourselves up for success. And so the way that I've redesigned my life and I'm not perfect at all. I ate a lot of chocolate last night. Like, it is that balance again of like indulging and having, you know, quote unquote, a normal life. And I had this conversation with someone the other day about drinking alcohol. I don't do it. I don't drink at all anymore. And I used to be the biggest party girl. Like I could drink tequila like it was water, like it was insane. But I can't, I don't even drink really one or two glasses of wine now unless I'm fully off for the week because it inhibits my ability to speak to myself so much. I'll wake up the next day and I find myself giving myself a hard time for stuff. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, we don't speak to ourselves like that anymore. What's going on? And it's because my physical biology has changed, you know? And I, and so I think that, and I've learned this from the people around me, my housemate and my business partner in particular, it's like, set yourself up for success. You know, like, like it, it, it's not about having to say no to things and sacrifice and compromise. Like you can do whatever you want. If you want to party all the time, eat the bad food, binge watch Netflix, you can do that, but you're not going to have the life that you want. You know, it's like, it's like and no one, I used to have, there was two yeah. of me. There was the Ella that wanted to have a good time and the Ella that knew that she needed to be sensible. And all the time, Ella was fighting, like party Ella was fight, fighting with sensible Ella all the time. And then I was like, wait, no one wins. <laughs> like, like I'm asking myself for permission. Yeah. But, you know, and, and then I'm like, Shh, don't tell Ella that you did the bad thing. And then I, it, can't, it just dawned on me. I was like, no, you need to take responsibility for your life because no one is here telling you what you can and can't do. And my business partner's great at this. Like he'll, I'll say something and he'll be like, you could do that. And then like, so he gives me permission to do it. And then, and then gives me an opportunity. He goes, well, you know, what do you want to do? What do you know is right? And I'm like, back. <laughs> not that thing and it makes it a lot easier for me to say no to the things that don't support me now because 
it's not about not being able to do them. I give myself plenty of permission to do those things and I take time off as well, you know, um, to be able to allow myself to indulge. And, and as long as I'm trying to not beat myself too much, uh, like beat myself up too much, if I kind of quote unquote fall off the wagon, it's like, no, there's a lesson there. Why did that happen? How did it show up? What would you do differently, you know, next time this this comes around? And also knowing that that's just life, you know, like life is going to get in the in the way, and and things are going to be unexpected and sort of out of your out of your control. Um, and I think if that baseline is there of like you're you're in the best, it's it's, it's like the, the whole idea of like if you're in the best physical, you know. Well, actually, I'd liken it like if you're like right now, a lot of what's happened is screwing the planet and like the people on it because no one's saved for a rainy day. Like no one and everyone and like, you know, there's that theory of like take like cashing in the bank, the body bank, you know, like when you're on borrowed time, you know, and you're like pushing yourself to burn out or you're partying too hard or any of those things. And it's like you're you're taking from the bank and you're going to have to pay it back later. It's like keeping the bank balance physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually as best as the baseline as you can so that when those testing times come, you don't end up like I did, which was completely depleted and a rock bottom and wanting to take your own life because you've got enough of the store there that gives you that baseline, you know, and, and the same could be said, like we do it financially, we save, we get insurance, we do all the things, but when it comes to our emotions and mentality and, and even physicality, we don't, we don't sort of take the same precautions. And I just personally believe that that is all down to self-worth. Like we are not taught how to love ourselves, listen to ourselves and choose ourselves from an early enough. We're shown that the measures come from outside. You know, someone will tell you when you're doing a good job. You know, you will be awarded the thing when. You will get paid enough when. You know, if you look this way, you will receive the attention that you need. Like, do you know what I mean? Like we're not teaching, we're not learning how to foster yeah. self-worth and confidence and security internally um, from, from, from a young enough age. Wow, I have ranted this morning, huh? <laughs> new year, new wine. And of course I'm talking nakedwines.com. If you haven't tasted the delicious, independently crafted wines from boutique winemakers around the world, can you even call yourself a fellow wine mom? Debatable. But don't worry, I got you, girl. Use code MOMMYWINES50 or click the link in the show notes below to receive your first six bottles delivered right to your door for only $34.99. That's $34.99 for six bottles of wine delivered to your door with code MOMMYWINES50. You're welcome. <laughs> no, it's great. I'm actually, I'm very interested in, um, you know, what you were mm. just saying about not being taught is there are so many people, you know, who I see on social media and friends I know who are now doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like alternative schooling and I know my son's starting to get to the age where I need to start looking at preschools and I'm kind of like in the boat where I'm like, yep. okay, Utah is not my thing. I'm about to like right. pick up in, I don't know. Go to like New Zealand Bali, there's something. an amazing school here and- called Green School. 
Yeah, check it out. Check it out. I may have planted yeah? seed, no pun intended. So <laughs> tell me a little bit more about that because I'm interested <laughs> in hearing like what what what's running through your mind around the around that. It just it's really it's just really concerning and I be- it's hard too because the mm-hmm. world has changed so rapidly and I remember me and my sister are 15 or 16 years apart and my mom had my sister when she was really young. So there's multiple mm-hmm. generations between me and my mom. And I remember like her, you know, saying about yeah. what life was like when she was growing up in the fifties and sixties. And then my sister was talking about what life was like in the seventies and the eighties. And then you know, I was born in 89. I'm 30 now. So life for me in like the 90s and early 2000s, it has changed so drastically so quickly. And one of the things that really concerns me about being a mom is that schools really haven't. They kind of have the same educational standards. They're teaching more advanced things sooner, Mm -hmm. but it's still the same stuff. And it's still the same process. And they're grooming, you know, kids to be the same way. They're teaching them the same way. They're presenting information in the same way that they did in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. And the world is just such a different place now. And things have changed so much and there's, it's, it's not the same. And I'm somebody, I run my, you know, business financial services practice from home and in the financial industry, it changes daily, sometimes by the minute. And that's just the way the world has become. It's become very fast paced. It's instant, you know, satisfaction. People want answers now. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's also a lot of independence out there. You know, companies aren't keeping employees until retirement. Pensions are like archaic. They don't exist anymore. Um, You know, benefits. A lot of people are needing to get benefits on their own because companies Mm -hmm. get more out of hiring freelancers um, and independent contractors. And I feel like they're grooming the educational system, the traditional one, at least here in the U.S., is just really grooming kids on this, like, conveyor belt. And, yeah, but it's for jobs that don't exist anymore. 100%. Have you you seen who Ken Robinson is? Have you heard of, have you seen his TED Talk? Another one I would highly recommend. So Ken Ken has no. a really cool TED talk about how schools kill creativity, and he talks talks to this point about the fact that this education system was designed for the industrial revolution, and it was designed it was designed to produce carbon copy yes, humans, exactly. of which we don't need anymore because we have robots and machines and technology and systems and much greater intelligence now. And what we need is empathetic problem solvers <laughs> yeah nice. you know what i think i have seen clips of that discussion on social media i haven't listened to the whole thing but yeah and like that's one of my problems and in the next um about 
30 days, I'm going to be launching a company where a lot of the proceeds are going to go to um, conservation efforts for animals and, you know, just the planet in general, because there are a lot of things that are changing, especially I know people, this is a very controversial topic, but the coronavirus, like they're telling people to stay inside, but the best way to get over a virus, first mm. of all, you can't medicate it. You just have to let it run its course. But it's it's sunlight. It's resource yeah. like natural resources like salt water, um, you know, fresh air. Yeah. But hiking trails are being closed, beaches are being closed, people are telling you to stay away from others. Which obviously, do you really want to hang out with a sick friend? Probably not. But exposure is how our body grows. And I feel like, I don't know, I just, I feel like there's so much fear in the world right now. And it, it, as a mom, it's just really concerning because I don't want my child to grow up full of fear. And I don't want him to grow up being like afraid of the water or afraid of the woods or, you know, afraid of, I'm afraid of bugs. So I would prefer to be in a place that doesn't have large bugs but you know, like, just I just wanted yeah, to be a, yeah. a good. I think person, the fears that you're expressing are totally normal, right? And they're so common. Like, like, like we kind of talked about on this, um, on on this this call. Like, the the prescription is just we know it's not going to make us happy. And I think what you're describing is that the prescribed life that you've been offered and that you've been encouraged to live, you know, hasn't made you 100 percent happy. So why would you want your child? to experience the the same thing the the challenge that we face is the alternatives and this is where this is where the mentality that we have you know it's going to be interesting how we how we choose to play this because we have a real I, I think coronavirus has done a lot for bringing us together and showing us the power of acting as a group and also the power of one individual starting a domino effect, you know, both from a disease spreading perspective, but also from a movement perspective, you know, it's like, it takes one person to random act of kindness, you know, to inspire a nation's, you know, acts of kindness. And, and also, you know, it takes one person to go, you know, like my, my little brother is 3d printing uh, masks for the NHS in his home in Glasgow and him and a bunch of other people are now doing that. And it takes like one person to decide that they want to make positive change. You know, the founder of green school or the group of people that founded green school here in Bali, no one, no one had done that before they did that. And they took a risk to try something new to put themselves out there and, Honestly, just take a leadership position. And I think that that's what we're, we're sadly missing enough leaders because the world hasn't made them, but they are putting their hands up. And, and I think the, the opportunity that we have now is if we don't see, and this is, this is literally how I live my life now, you know, my, my business partner, Scott and I are so committed to the fact that like, we know the education system is broken. We are products of it. And like, I wonder what my life would be like and what gifts I would be able to share with the world had my my creativity and innovation been fostered at school. You know, if I'd have been told um, and encouraged to do the things, just the things that I love and not the things that I don't love, you know, I, I really do subscribe to the whole focus on your strengths, not your weaknesses. Otherwise, you'll just end up with really strong weaknesses. You know, like you want to develop your weaknesses all the time. Like it's just not your jam. Yeah. It's not your gift. It's not where... <laughs> it's not where energy flows through you best. Like, I think if we do that at school, 
we find out what children love. I have a great story for you that, that Ken talks about in his, um, in his talk. He talks about, um, I forget her name now, Nina, someone, the woman that um, starred in Cats, um, the, you know, the Broadway show. Uh, yeah, so she was at school and her parents, oh, yeah, yeah. she would get in a lot of trouble. And one uh, parent-teacher conference, she was getting, you know, standard negative reports from most of her teachers. And then she went, the, the parents went and saw this one teacher and, um, you know, they were like, we just don't understand why she won't sit still. Like, we're so sorry that she's such a challenge in, in class. Um, and, uh, you know, she was just misbehaving. And this teacher was like, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with your kid. She doesn't need to be put in a special school or disciplined. She's a dancer. She's not supposed to be sitting still. And her, her parents, kudos to them, took her out of normal <laughs> school and put her in dance school. And now she's one of the most famous Broadway performers that we, that we know about, you know, female Broadway performers. And I just think, you know, he, he says in this talk, Nowadays, that kid would have been put on Ritalin and told to sit down and shut up, you know, and, and it's like, what do we, how can we yeah. choose to foster that? And I, and I do think that we have, yeah, we can't redesign the American education system. Are you a fan of the Mommy Wines podcast? Well, of course you are, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. One of the best ways to support the show you love, besides obviously tuning in every Wine Wednesday for new episodes is shopping the Mommy Wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the Mommy Wines branded goodness, mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning java, iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wines storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping but we can find ways to do things ourselves. Like, you know, I think this, this, this onset of coronavirus and what this has done, I, I had this conversation the other night with my friend. It's like, we had started to find ways to hack the system. Like the system does not set up for our success. And like, I have always had a problem with the man, you know, like stick it to the man has been like my motto most of my life. But I've always, I've also conformed because well, if you you either have to opt out entirely when you and then become like a bum, or like or like play the game. Like those were the two options. And then there's an entire generation of people and an entire movement of people that have hacked the system, right? And 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 I I I call it unplugging from the matrix. It's like choosing to like completely disconnect and be like I'm going to do something this way. But but that's really hard to do. Like you kind of have to lose everything. You have to be prepared to lose everything and to risk it all in order to do that. There is a lot of people that have done that. And I've started to see that happening globally. And then, you know, with the introduction of cryptocurrency and um, like uh, crowd crowdsourcing and things like that, we had as a collective started to find ways to topple the system. And it's almost like that got too much. And then coronavirus hit and the world has gone, see, the systems are in charge, not you. And it's locked us down and it's told us what we can and can't yeah. do. And there's a very small percentage of people, myself included, and I feel so blessed to be included in that, who still have freedom because 
we were never participating in the system that's now controlling us. Like me and my friends having a fairly normal life in Bali right now. Yeah, we have some restrictions, whatever, but it's kind of business as usual because we'd already opted out. But if you're still playing in that system, it's it's really hard to do. And I guess like without just wanting to like rub everyone's noses in that, what I'm saying is that, is that there's an opportunity to choose to drive your own life at any given moment. There are ways that you can take your power back and look at how you can design that life for yourself and for your family. And I know from personal experience, once you make the commitment to do that, that puts you in a leadership position. You do that enough and you talk about it and you share it, you will inspire other people to do the same. And that is how you can create the change that you're that you're looking for like if you're not happy with the education system you don't need to feel powerless about that you know you don't need to feel like oh it's just not what I want but I'll just go along with it it's like yeah you yeah. could do that or you could do something about it and it's not easy like I, I I cannot stand people that complain because I'm like cool so what are you gonna do and they're like oh well I can't I'm like well shut up then you know it's like do something about it or don't waste the time. To, and, and like that's a very <laughs> yes. flippant thing to say. But but really, like unless you're going to do something about it. And like I got called on this last week. You know Tiger King that's like sweeping the globe at the moment. Like I haven't. No, me, me, Emma. Oh my god, I haven't watched it yet. But so here's the I thing, right? So last week I went off on a bit of a tent, like a rant, it. talking with somebody. I was like, I just don't think it's okay, you know, that the tigers are being treated this way, and no one's really doing anything about it. We're like glorifying this thing, and we're like making memes about it, but we're just using it for our entertainment, and no one's really going to change change this situation. I just think it's disgusting. I was like, it's bringing out the worst in humanity, and I full on went on a rant. And my friend was like, what are you doing about it? And I was like, ah, god damn it. <laughs> like, no, you're right, you're right. You know, I'm not. I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm no better than, <laughs> than the people that are sitting there watching because I'm not doing anything either. And that was a good reminder for me that if I want to, you know, have an opinion about something and complain about something, then I need to, uh, I need to be prepared to take action. And I think this is how we've ended up with someone like Trump in charge because we've got a lot of people that like to complain um, and, you know, whinge about how other people aren't doing a good enough job, but then not actually step in and take, be prepared to take the heat and cop the heat that, that it requires in order to be, to be a leader. I think that's one of the, one of the big problems that we've got. But I also, I am so hopeful. I'm, I'm always optimistic because I know from my own experience, all it takes is a couple of goes, you know, like on courage. Like once you take a few risks, and you get used to failing and then you get the feedback that you need, you realize that you didn't die <laughs> and you'll be okay. And like, yeah, the rejection and the feelings <laughs> and all of the things like that happens, but nothing lasts forever. And pain is just temporary. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown and everything that she talks about is all about living life in the arena. And I, I do think that we've developed a, a, a generation, multiple generations of extremely like unresilient children who are just like completely thrown around by fear and like like words can paralyze people, you know. It's like, oh, don't do the news. A news story could change someone's trajectory of life. They're like, I saw so many people 
the way that a lot of people responded to to the to the news of coronavirus and all the things here was just so incredible for me that they couldn't form their own opinions about what was happening because they were just so ready to respond to that sort of stuff and it's like creating that emotional resilience my friend johnny talks about this a lot just gives you a foundation to be like no i'm just going to question it i'm just like it's fine like it could be a thing and that's okay i'm just going to question it for a minute i'm just going to like no i'm just going to i'm going to look into that for myself and it's just like gives us this space of like yeah like what what's my thoughts on this you know do i have an opinion and this is funny because this is one of the things that i used to hate about myself like i would be like you are so good at reciting other people's opinions like do you have one hey wine moms and puppy lovers everywhere i wanted to let you know that our new store the fetching barker is now open shop the cutest and eco-friendly natural and handcrafted dog supplies. The Fetching Barker has everything your pup needs and so much more. From toys to travel essentials, a wide line of CBD and hemp products, snacks and treats to handcrafted accessories. Shop your favorite brands like Pet Head, Becco Pets, Papilla, Petalton Pet, and more. Or find new brands that I am sure you're going to love. Visit thefetchingbarker.com and feel good that a portion of all profits go to support global conservation efforts. I mean, this is the planet our pet loves, right? That's thefetchingbarker.com. A lot of people and don't even know they're what's going afraid on because that if they're they all find locked up to at home. a media story that they see or an, or a, or a, an article published by somebody about what's going on that they will be ridiculed for believing it. Like, this is the other thing, like the, the society that we've created has, has fostered an environment that, that laughs at the tall puppy, you know, that, that tall puppy syndrome, um, you know, they talk about in Australia a lot. I know that that exists all over the world, but it's a specific like Australian phrase. It's like, don't be different. Otherwise we will like beat you into submission. It's like, don't have an opinion about the thing. We have, we have a rule in my house. Like we have a doc- documentary night on Thursdays and no conspiracy is too wild here. Like we'll, we'll entertain them all. Like bring it. Let's, let's have it. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. And like, you know, it's like, it's just the, the, the idea that like, we don't know what we don't know. And like, how dare we think that we are so smart and informed that we understand what's happening here. We have no clue. It's like, people that completely ridiculed the fact that like aliens exist or any of that. I'm just like, you don't know. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I am. I I am open to just everything because especially, you know, things that nobody has answers on. And I'm the same way. Like I'm the first person to call someone out and be like, you don't know. Have you, like, have, you ever, have you ever not seen, seen an, an alien? alien? Have you ever not seen an alien? Yeah, can you prove that they like, don't? Yeah, have you sense. ever not seen an alien? <laughs> yes. If you could prove yeah. right now, and right? you're listening, but that you know what I'm talking about? Exist, what you're talking hand. about here, though, and is this idea of like thinking for yourself. <laughs> and I think when you're open to the idea, when, when you're when you're when you're happy to to quite like have your ego be questioned frequently it creates this level of adaptability in your mind that genuinely sets you up for the best chance of success in situations like this because 
Otherwise, you experience such cognitive dissonance that your brain cannot process the information that it's being given and you lose your ability to think rationally. And you just go into like basic fear-based mode. Whereas it's like now, like, you know, if you're, if you're, look, if you're open to things and, and something mental happens, like coronavirus, you're not, and someone presents a concept of like, it could be like, you know, it could be this person that's responsible or this is going to happen now. You're kind of like, okay, all right. Okay. sweet, yeah, yeah. That that's, that's different. Or it's, you know, not as I predicted or planned, but yeah, I, I can roll with that. You know, whereas as if you're, if you have a fixed mindset, that's like, this is the way that things are. And I will die for that cause. Then, then it just makes you, it makes, it changes your world, right? It makes you very uh, susceptible to, um, being being thrown off course, and 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 I've seen this so much with especially like political things where people are so, and racism is is, uh, you know, a, a similar similar um, expression of this. Like people are so ready to defend a cause that they don't actually believe in or understand. You know, I've seen crazy shit like people be so racist towards you know like black americans and then have a cd rack full of black american musicians you know and like want to hate on people so much because they're subscribed to this idea that they should and it is just an insecurity that's that's all it's a place that it's coming from but it but it creates an environment where it's like i am this person i have created that so i can't change my mind you know, like I am this person and I will die for this cause, even if in the back of my yeah. mind, I know it's probably not a good idea. It's like. There is a lot. Oh my, I can imagine. And I like, and, and actually when I'm saying it, I have like the South in my mind. Like I have this idea of like, very set in their way Americans when I think about that because that that's just what comes to mind from my like stereotypical and 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 some, some other you know, places but I can imagine that that is very but but it, 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 it you can't kind of can't blame people right so it's so ingrained in these people from when they're children you know they're like and and I mean I, th I think about the way that Americans are encouraged to pledge allegiance to the flag every day as well it's like my country knows what's best for me. I cannot think for myself and I will die for this country regardless of whether I believe in what it's doing. Like that is the indoctrination that is, that is happening. And, and I mean, you know, no one profits from free people. <laughs> so I understand why, why it exists. I think it's yeah. just like, I think the, the, the message should just needs to be right. Like if you don't like it, do something about it. Because otherwise we'll just end up with a nation of lazy complainers um, instead of people ready to take, like step up and, 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 and cop the heat. And like, it's so frustrating when you think about like politics, right? Because everyone has an opinion about who's in charge and you're like, cool, do you want to do, a oh no, no, it's fine. Like I'm, I'm actually, I, I'm going to do this thing over here. And it's like, well, you, <laughs> you know, most people don't even bloody vote. <laughs> like, and I've put it into this category so often and still do so many things. Like I'll complain about something and I'm like, am I going out and doing the thing? And I do love that about Bali. Like there are opportunities here for people to really do things that like so many people now have taken the fact that, you know, like the tourism in Bali has been wiped out and we're in, we're in complete 
um, lockdown in terms of uh, we're not have taking new tourists into the country and and that has decimated people's income here and there are so many people already living below the poverty line and so many people here myself included have decided to just support the local communities and it wasn't like it was just like oh we'll just do that and everyone's just doing their bit you know tipping more helping out like doubling their their house staff's wages you know just randomly giving people money (laughs) like just like abundance for everyone guys like we're going to be okay let's get through this together and that is that we know that the indonesian government's not going to bail anybody out no one has superannuation here that they're going to give them access to (laughs) like early like no no one's going to do anything for the people here and it's up to us to do that because i believe that bali is a is a the expat community here is is a community of leaders that we're a community of people that go, we don't, if we don't like the status quo, we're not comfortable with the way things are, then we're going to change it. And I, and I want, I want to see more of that globally, but I do, I do think that what's happened now and with coronavirus that, that we are giving people a bit more of a platform. What, what I do professionally, Emma, is, is I help coaches and leaders and, and facilitators to build their businesses, to build their platforms to stand on, to be able to support people. That's what I do. I'm a business and marketing coach. And I have started to work with some people who have been living in the shadows up until now and are starting to feel this need and this drive to, to step forward and to, to take that leadership position, to stand for something in a time of total crisis. And it's really inspiring to see. And like I, that's what I'm surrounded by every day is people just you know, giving it their best shot and really trying to, to make a difference. So my overall sentiment is very positive. <laughs> no, I really, I really had, um, I've had a lot of fun talking to you. I really <laughs> like your energy. I love your perspective on things. I love that you're a little bit controversial. That's super cool. <laughs> That's good. It's good. I love a good controversy, but I also, I just, I think it's, I think people don't give people enough credit, you know, like you, I feel like you can learn so much more from another person than you can maybe a textbook. And that's one of the things I love about my podcast is that I'm able to listen and connect and get insights on so many different points of view from so many different people from all around the world. Um, and then share that information and that, that, yeah, that's and, amazing. Please let know, me know how I can support your opinion with my audience. And it's really fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of the mommy wines podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review to support the show. You love check out the exclusive branded merchandise on the for extra sassy, honest, and potentially controversial content, make sure to join me over on the Mommy Wines Patreon. Also, don't forget to check out the other shows on the MW Network. If you love scary stories and true crime, you'll love Tales After Dark. More shows are coming soon, so make sure to stay connected on social at Mommy Wines Podcast. And until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.